Hi, I'm Jack the DM, and thanks for choosing the Slice and Dice podcast. Now, over to me. Good evening, good morrow, and good day, and welcome to another edition of Slice and Dice here with the Many Lands campaign. Whew, it's been quite a week. Uh, for those of you who didn't catch our Halloween special, go check it out. It's up on our YouTube now, uh, where myself and all of these lovely people, uh, hello guys, uh, were all uh, uh, dressed up in costume as their characters, or in my case, as a the, the nightmarish version of sort of me but sort of the prime minister it all got it anyway anyway uh, uh since then everything's gone well, as we kind of expected but it's all gone south uh and uh, with with the with recent announcements for those of you who watch in the uk will know exactly what we're talking about here with the the latest lockdown and for those of you in the us you can probably relate with chaos and uh, uh uncertainty because uh tomorrow very important day us election Good luck, everyone, with that. Yeah. I'm not sleeping anyway. today. You what? Sorry. I'm not sleeping. I'm watching. Oh, you really? Me too. You're gonna watch it as it goes. What time does it start? Remind yeah. me the coverage. About, about twelve. Seven. Uh, yeah, EST. So that's like twelve. Yeah. I see. Well, uh, as as I said to you before the stream, given the uh, the lack of sleep yesterday, I don't think I'll be staying. <laughs> I think I'll I'll right, just I'm catch up at the morning. Right there with Marshall. <laughs> I'm right there with Marshall's facial expression there. <laughs> that was more eloquent than any words I could possibly have come up with. Need another emoji for that one. <laughs> a picture speaks a thousand words, and Marshall is the man of a thousand faces uh, <laughs> to tell you exactly what you need to know. Um, so before we um, before we get started proper today, anyone have any shameless plugs? Any uh, any points of order for today? No, no. Hello, uh, the Atranger Thirteen. Thank you for tuning in. Um, one shameless plug, I guess. From, from shameless plug. Uh, well, for those of you who have been following me on Facebook, so, so some of you guys, um, I, I've, I've seen this and thank you. Um, uh, nothing to do with D and D at all, but uh, I uh, I'm going to be starting a radio show. I, I've uh, joined uh, digital station One Radio. Uh, as their mid-morning show uh, presenter, uh, and that starts on Friday this week at 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Now, there's going to be some local content for Dorset <laughs> on the station, but there will also be uh, much more general, uh, so open to, to the rest of the world as well, some of the features on there, um, including whatever happened to. So if you've got anything, you know, if you're feeling nostalgic and you think, oh, you know, Sunny Delight, what happened to that? Or uh, 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 Pogs, Tazos, Fax Machines. <laughs> I was uh, just about to say Pogs. Amazing. <laughs> the word I was about to say was Pogs, man. Gotta love Pogs. Uh, well, uh, the, get your suggestions in for that. Um, I'll, I'll post a link um, to the Facebook page for... Um, uh, for for the show, so that you can you can get on there and uh, give your recommendations for whatever happened to, and also votes in the weekly poll uh, of working hard or hardly working, which I think for those of us home working can relate in that that constant struggle as to am I working hard or am I hardly working. Uh, so yeah, anyway, tune into that. Uh, it's oneradio.uk. Uh, that was so shameless. I'm gonna. Give myself a shameless, shameless plug. A shameless plug sound because that was that was 
incredibly shameless but thank you guys um uh, for, <laughs> for 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 the for the big up on that and the uh, the support it uh, means a lot um so yeah it should be good fun um uh and that's yeah that's on friday 10 a.m till 2 p.m come join us for that anyway that out of the way um let's jump in shall we with tonight's session here on slice and dice I, just, I suddenly realized you were saying that as we were as uh, as the uh, the intro finished i was like do we do we come back while well, you're talking about boglins is it <laughs> yes anyway boglins we're back boglins we are back, are back. um it's a, oh gotta love nostalgia anyway folks so last time uh you guys um were knee deep in battle uh on two fronts um partially due to the uh geographical uh, separation of the group uh, helped in no small way uh, with the plant growth uh, spell uh, being able to, to keep your uh, these bounty hunters that were tracking you at bay but then also having a giant snake and its brood appearing out of the lake near to you guys so there was a, a lot of stuff going on it got chaotic it got pretty tense it got pretty deadly um, and uh, and for some, for some, it got very frustrating as well. With uh, Neris being uh, essentially uh, hand soloed uh, by the uh, by this unique magic item, um, Cadence's graphite slate, which yes is kind of like Tensor's floating disc, or as James so eloquently put it in the Discord chat, <laughs> Tensor's disc of bondage or Tensor's bondage disc. Um, <laughs> Not not inaccurate a description to be fair, but very good. Um, uh, had then rendered rendered her immobilised and out of the fight uh, for at least a couple of rounds, which you know, whilst it hypothetically is you know twelve seconds, not long time. That's like two hours in the game. <laughs> but then poor Marta couldn't do anything, which which really sucked. However, you uh, eventually overcame those three um, and uh, put them to the sword and to to fire and to to crossbow bolts. Uh, it, it, yeah, they they made a grisly end, uh, as befitting of. of bounty hunters i guess uh and that was also due in parts to uh what had happened on the other side of the map where uh the giant lurking snake had got its clutches it managed to constrict fleeting look it knocked him on 
conscious uh, through uh, a series of attacks on him, uh, along with some of its brood as well, then attacking uh, Fleeting and Seth, and uh, uh, then dragging the unconscious Fleeting underwater so he could uh, finish it off him, uh, itself and get into, into back into its, its lair, as it were. Uh, Seth heroically and angrily, aggressively for- followed, diving into the water, being a mer-elf. He was fine. He could swim and breathe underwater. Got down there, uh, slayed the giant snake, and uh, then had to get Fleeting Look out of there whilst these whilst these uh, swarms of baby snakes were still nipping at, at the pair. Unfortunately, Fleeting uh, <clears throat> drowned uh, during, that, uh, during that interlude, and uh, when Seth brought him to shore, he he wasn't breathing um so uh full of uh, a roguelike rage because uh not it's not just barbarians who rage um seth then went got across the field uh and took out his anger on the bounty hunters uh who at this point were already sort of on the back foot but uh, seth and nearest between them once she was freed really sort of worked out their their issues on these three uh burning them to a crisp and in fact burning the uh the giant eagle that was called in as a kind of emergency evac for them uh the dwarf barbarian being the last to hang on trying to get the the other two uh unconscious or lifeless bodies onto the bird and then they were all just burnt up to ashes uh by uh Neris's fury um <clears throat> While this was all going on, Brina and Mala were desperately trying to get across the field, and they were also being uh, they were also being nipped at by these uh, swarm of snakes. Mala succumbed to a bite; the venom finally got to him, and uh, as a result, um, he, was, he was driven and slightly mad, and was completely stunned, uh, and was only being able to be brought back uh, in, in speedy fashion by uh, an intervention from. Uh, Brina by uh, praying to Keith to help. He pointed out that uh, there were uh, pointed her in the direction of a potion of lesser restoration to bring him back from uh, his ailment, um, which was on the bodies of these three mercenaries. Fortunately, uh, so you did so. Uh, meanwhile, Leobrin had uh, whisked up uh, Fleeting Look's corpse, put it onto the cart, and was bringing the cart over to the rest of the group. Uh, on the other side of the field, while Neris and Brina tried to uh, burn through some of the plant uh, growth to try and clear a path. Malar then being revived with the diamond that Seth had given to him some time ago, then could finally uh, get over to Fleeting to use Revivify for the first time uh, in the hopes of bringing Fleeting back. The spell um, has to be enacted within a minute of, uh, of, the, uh, of the person dying. And it was touch and go. Uh, it, in the haste of battle, we're not sure at this point whether it was done in time to save Fleeting Look. Um, so as you guys um, gather round, and as I said last time, Malar, you do the spell. Uh, the uh, there's a glowing all around you um, of a it's a warm glow which you recognise that the light of Vestir. Um, with this kind of warm yellowish straw feel to it um, and Fleeting Look's body ra- raises up um, just starts levitating floating from the cart for a few moments again with this glow before dropping back down to the uh, to the cart 
the diamond in your hand evaporates during the spell. It just poof, it is consumed by the spell. Unfortunately, I know a thousand piece gold piece diamond gone, had, but it had to, had to be done. Had to be done to try and save him. Um, and all goes quiet after after this moment. Each of you are there witnessing this, just looking and some holding your breath just waiting to see what happens uh thank you unflavored pizza zero zero who just followed i've just got the noise the noise in my head whoa which i completely forgot we still had um for following us thank you very so much um break the tension with mario just there um anyway you're gathered round looking at this uh at this scene his body lies still um can Malar check his neck for a pulse? Sure, go ahead. Uh, make a medicine check. Medicine. It's going to be 22. Or oh, 22. Mm. So, you, so you put your fingers to his, or one of your very large fingers to his, um, to his neck, to the pulse on his neck. You feel an ever so faint pulse. Seems, yeah. It would seem the spell has done what you needed it to do, but he's not conscious currently. He is not in a good state. You also um, know. I'd like to. Sorry, go ahead. Go on. I was just going to say you know. Gonna... Also, now the time, but it's uh, it's getting a bit. It, it's getting dark. It's not sunset. It, it's the sun is setting, but it has not completely set yet. There's still the light. There's still some light left. It's not, yeah, we're just reaching dusk. I'll get onto the back of the cart with him. Uh, uh, he's uh, he's not he's he's still this side of the veil. Uh, I think it uh, sustained quite a damage. Uh, perhaps we should make camp for the evening and uh, uh, see how he is in the morning. Second you say he's alive, I'm just gonna collapse back. Thank you, Buck. I stay here for the evening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looks at, at Fleeting and goes, "Oh wow, jolly good." Um, do we think he? Uh, do we think he needs sort of water of life? And uh, pulls out a bottle of spirits, sort of waves it speculatively. No, I probably actually. We'll probably maybe wait. Okay, I'll, I'll wait. It's not going anywhere. He looks at it f- for a moment speculatively and then goes, "No," and puts it away. Uh, and then turns around, uh, looks around, and says, "Right, yes, we probably should um, set up camp. Maybe, maybe a little, a little way away from the, the lake here. This, this does not seem like a, uh, the safest possible location for us to uh, rest up for the night." Oh, uh, agreed. Uh, and if we could start a campfire, I would like to keep Mister uh, Fleeting warm, if I may. I'll um, think. Think I've got a, a blanket that I might pack. That out. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Wrap it around. Um, the capybara. Yes. Currently subterranean, I believe. Uh, yes. Uh, now you know where it is because it's quite. It's made quite a molehill. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's when you go to the molehill and you find that he's come out of the molehill and he's now hanging upside down from a tree asleep. <laughs> yeah, fleeting spirit is trans- <laughs> translocated into the the Um Brooklyn, 
uh, slightly meta-y, but um, yeah, Brucon's a kind of uh, an open guy who he'll, he'll um, you know, sort of speculative. This is a bit meta in that Brucon's one of the more wisdom-stocked members of the party, so by default he's a, he's a bit better on the animal handling than, say, Seth probably is. I'm mm-hmm. guessing. Um, so, so Rukon, Rukon kind of speculatively goes over, grabs like just just a, a you know some trail rations or something out of his pack, okay. and then cautiously makes his way over to the the Capivara Hill, um, which we must try not to make a mountain out of. Uh, and yeah, uh, sorry, it was it was low hanging fruit. I had no choice but to, but to pluck it. Um, delicious, delicious fruit. He's going to try and sort of see if he can detect any trace of the capybara and maybe coax it, coax it out. Yeah, um, sure. Make an animal handling check. Do you know it's very much an animal handling say, you know, thing you're doing here. Yeah, let's see if I can handle this capybara. Ooh, I can. Nineteen. Well, maybe I can. Probably I can. Nineteen. So uh, you wave the the rations uh, around, trying to give drum up some kind of scent on the breeze uh, and after a, a, a couple of moments you see the uh, some of the earth part and a and a very large nose pokes out with the fur sort of, fur sort of mouth uh, it is revealed as well and you hear uncanny thank you uh, and then <laughs> next next you see the antlers uh, as the uh, diacapabara head emerges out of the out of the dirt um and if it wasn't for the fact that you're so close to this thing and you're very much aware of its size it it would appear by all intents and purposes other than the antlers to be you know for a moment you kind of catch yourself thinking that this is just a a regular sized capybara or a guinea pig uh and (laughs) it comes out you're like jesus christ this thing is huge uh and yeah it comes up to you tentatively um and then stops a polite distance from you. Okay. Um, Brookon will uh, produce some more trail rations uh, that he did of, of the type that um, he seems to like. I say he. We're assuming it's a he. Don't know. Um, uh, but uh, while Brookon is is up for trying many things and has had many wild experiences in his time, he has yet to try to sex a dire capybara and isn't gonna <laughs> isn't about to start doing it now. So we're gonna we're gonna go with it. Um, uh, Brookon turns towards uh, Seth's prostrate form and, and says, uh, "Seth, I don't suppose you know what um, fleeting look uh, happened to name this uh, this uh, mount of his, do you?" He actually never told me. He, he doesn't talk too much, even when it's just that. Yes, that's fair. Okay, uh, well, I, I'm going to call him Friendo, uh, or it's Friendo. <laughs> um, hello there, Friendo. Uh, would you like to come with us? Uh, I have more treats, and Brucon sort of rustles, you know, gets a, a bag of um, of capybara dreamy equivalents and rustles them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it, it looks at you for a moment, kind of cocks its head to one side, and sniffs. And it can smell the the rations that you're holding, but it then seems to, in a way that you wouldn't have anticipated, you wouldn't you wouldn't have anticipated a a, a creature like this to have this kind of emotional range. Um, that it it, uh, it kind of looks past you to the cart and sees 
the prone form inside uh, and then looks back at you there's a you can see a flicker of recognition in its eyes and it uh, and it starts sadly moving over towards the cart as it goes as it goes by Brucon, he sort of puts her hand out and pats its flank and goes there there um, and goes okay well we've got the well we've got Fredno here um, shall we uh, let, let's um, let's make a move uh, I, I, no. I feel like no can we wait for no. five minutes Seth you can swim you need to go get Fleeting's hat I was actually going to go for the hammer as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. The hammer, very good point. Yeah. It was, in fact, also hammer time. Yes, you're right. Do you mind okay, if we well, we'll for five minutes? If, if I go and retrieve stuff from the river, can you guys go and check the? Um, I want to say bodies, but I don't think they still class as them anymore after Nerys's yeah, father. The remains. Remains. Mm-hmm. The remains. Probably more. The, uh, and yeah. see if they've got. But they had a very powerful magical item. I think Nerys picked it up on the way back, but bounty hunters they could have more. The smoky grilled yeah. uh, uh, grilled of, of, uh, of Neris um, as she's standing there with her new, uh, uh, which some of you remember her buying it actually from uh, from bits and pieces, her, uh, um, her not ever smoking outfit, but her uh, uh, I think it's anyway her outfit of embers that's just giving giving off smoke and looks like it's constantly burning slightly. Just standing there, I check the bodies. There's nothing left. I don't want to stay here. I'm uh, gonna whisper to Leo outside of like Nerys' hearing range. Can you just double check? Maybe with the tech magic or something. You know, it's not that I don't trust her, but you're kind of just better at this stuff than her. Um. Oh, okay. I will detect magic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I am going for a swim. Multiple right. swims, probably. Hmm. Neris is isn't interested in, in your further conversation. She says she's, she's not going to stay here, and she immediately starts making moves towards her horse. Um, she hasn't really introduced herself to Brina either, but you know, <laughs> that seems uncharacteristic for her to do that, I suppose. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Brina's too intimidated. She's not going to <laughs> initiate. Uh, conversation. She's actually um, now that things have settled for a moment. The the weight of what just happened. She's never had someone die in front of her before, and have someone brutally murder and burn people to a crisp in front of her before. Um, so she's just sticking very closely to uh, fleeting um, on the cart, and she's going to turn to Malar. Why why isn't he awake? Or, uh, <clears throat> like, not loud enough so that everybody... Oh, well, uh... I guess uh, I would suppose that sometimes the will of Declan is such that he does not take... He does not let his charges go uh, quite as freely as, as maybe Festil would. He, uh... He, he... His body is still alive. He... He may be doing something for Declan himself. Uh, it's not unheard of for the gods to charge the dead with a deed. Or maybe, just maybe. Uh, it's as simple as Mr. Fleeting is sleeping. He does that sometimes. 
Keith told me he was with him and that he was happy there. What if he didn't want to come back and we forced him? Oh, miss, <laughs> I, it, that's not that's not the way that works. Uh, a spirit, spirit will only return if it is willing. There are the, the magic you speak of. That is uh, that is true, Nick, and that's not life existence uh, itself. What I am able to do by the the will of Vester is uh, offer a pathway back if if one would see fit. To if Mr. Fle if Mr. Fleeting did not want to be here, uh, he 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 wouldn't be. Okay, I think she's slightly comforted by that. Um, she's she's going to kind of look towards Fleeting and kind of with a pensive look on her face, and then she'll um, cast light and go. Like, is this too bright? Do you want me to dim it? Pleading? Do you hear me? No. I guess he's not ready. Not yet, but he will be, I'm sure. Okay. Let's go away now. I don't like this place. Well, hold on. We've got to we've got to wait for um Seth. But then you, you uh, well, uh, some of us need to probably stay and wait for Seth. It's not a great idea to split up too much, but uh, maybe you could uh, go ahead. Although then there's, there is Neris. <laughs> yes, Bruce, you're saying this to the rest of the group as Neris is behind you, moving further away on the horse, <laughs> continuing, <laughs> continuing on towards the mountains. Fortunately, the direction you guys are heading, but she's not not moving swiftly, but just just very slowly walking away on the yeah. horse. Trotting, perhaps. Um, yeah, quite. Uh, Brucon sort of like looks around and then kind of looks down and goes, "I know," and pulls out uh, another bottle of spirits and goes, "This I find always helps enormously in situations like this," um, and takes a swig uh, and then offers it to everyone else. Uh, Leobrin, with your detect magic, um, yes, you recognise that Neris has picked up the slate. Um, mm. Straight away, when she goes past you, um, that was the that's the the biggest bit of magic you'd get. Uh, equally, she also has uh, a couple of potions of healing on her, which I think was brought to the um, some of your attention already um, during the combat. But you clarify that with your uh, with detect magic. Um, yeah. Aside from that, um, the weaponry and so on um, that that remains uh, not emitting a magical uh, aura. Um, okay. The, 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 the dead bods is, are just regular dead bods, not magical. They're dead bods. Well, they're ashes, really. Yeah, uh, but it's not like some, a, like someone's got magical pantaloons that have not. No, burned no, away. it appears not. This lot, they uh, don't, it appears that they they were uh, a bit deficient in the old magic item departments. Um, okay. Um, Pantaloon <laughs> is a word I demand is used much, much. I was more. honestly hoping that. Jack's sentence would with their sadly lacking in the pantaloon department, and that's a whole different version of that scene. They've been that did not play in my head. Just commando, just the trouserless. These these three bandits that approach us, hanging free. Um, three, three bandits in arseless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm. 
Um, um, yeah, and the, you can see that the remains of it looked like some fine breastplate armor um, has been pretty much melted away. Um, some pretty intense burning. Yeah, that's fair. There's also Neobrin is uh, attempted and realized didn't work. But speak with animals doesn't work on on Fleeting's mount. Damn it! I can't I can't check in and find out if it's a comedy name. Yep, that's a good. It's point. not technically a beast. Not technically a beast because oh. it's uh, fine steed. It's a different yeah. kind of celestial, thing. celestial fae or yeah. fiend or fae or fiend. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, rats. Uh, I mean, capybaras. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, uh, actually, Leobrin. However, there is one thing you do notice um, with detect magic that you weren't expecting, uh, and that is uh, the you. In the remains of the um, swarm of snakes, um, not too far away, the ones that have been harassing uh, Malar, there's you get a faint magical aura from uh, from them as well. Okay, well, Seth is currently underwater, so Fleeting starts moving over to the magical glow around them snakes. Sure, um, Seth. Um, so the hat is floating on the water, nice and easy to find, right in the middle of the lake. Uh, at I'll this point, catch up to that. At, the, at this point, um, now that you're not in the middle of a heated battle, you can now kind of appreciate the really kind of uh, briny saline quality to this lake. It's uh, not like uh, swimming at sea or in fresh water. This is uh, quite you know stagnant, I guess, from uh, uh, due to the due to its positioning as a is a naturally formed lake it doesn't have any clean water coming in at any point so it's uh, it's quite unpleasant but um uh, but you know you can swim through it fairly easily um and retrace your steps and yes you do see the uh uh fair storm ominously on the bottom of the the lake um hammer first with the uh, the handle sticking up uh can i swim down and grab it you can. Does it move? We're like, is this is this me? Uh, <laughs> you are not meow. worthy. Meow meow. Meow meow. Is this meow meow? You can pick it up. Yes, in the water. Yeah. Is the giant snake corpse still here? Yeah. Yeah, it's there. Uh, can I try and tie a rope around it? Yeah, you've got rope. I don't see why not. You can, you can spend some time she wanted rope the corpse. Around. That's fine. Brina mentioned she wanted the corpse. So I'll see if I can. The venom, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're attached. <laughs> so, so I'm going to try and uh, wrap the rope around the snake and tie it off as securely as possible. Okay. And yep, then I'll swim so. back up with the hammer, the hat, and the end of rope. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. I tell you what. Just, just, just for, uh, just in case. Uh, just make sure you're, you're thorough here with your rope tying. Let's have a standard sleight yep. of hand check, please. Cool. Oh, sleight of hand. Nice. Yeah, I'll give you sleight of hand for this uh, one. Now. Cool. Um, Seventeen on the dice plus eight, twenty-five. Oh yeah. You, you, it's a proper. You know, you, your sailing days come back to you. You're like, yes, I'm gonna do a proper damn knot. This thing ain't budging. 
you're positive that the, it's 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 well tied so that when you if you come to do any lifting with it it, it should be fairly secure provided the rope doesn't snap you'll be fine cool i'm gonna swim up to the surface and i'm just gonna hold in the rope uh, anyone stronger than me um everyone else can someone give me a hand certainly um and Brucon steps up to the plate does the old <laughs> Uh, so it, it is. We're not. We're not pulling out the hammer. I've got that. We are pulling out the giant snake. Oh, okay. This might be a too adventurous job. Uh, Mallard, shall we? Uh, do, do we want to double up on this? Oh, uh, yes, yes, Mr. Rukon. Uh, Brina, if you may, just look after Mr. Fleeting. Mallard will go give Brina. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, this is because this Brina's is you two teaming up again. Like with the carts, where it was very yeah. much a team effort. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, Brucon was definitely present for that one. But you you present. Was helpful. Mm. But, um, yeah, let's have a pun. So, so yeah, um, if you both want to make athletics checks, please. Certainly. And we'll combine. Can I characters. help? But, like, uh, help in, like, the supervisory capacity that I'm holding the rope and kind of pulling, but they're much bigger and much more effective than me. Is this going to be a friends scenario with Seth shouting pivot at us? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here for it. Um, okay, I tell you well, what, Seth, what you, Seth, you can make, can you make a history check for me, please? To try and remember uh, that friend thing? Uh, yeah, to, to try and recall how best to get a sofa up a very tight stairwell, yes. Uh, eight. Eight. Nice. Okay, you, you're searching your memory banks. It's been a while since you've been at sea and uh, used to, you know, helping command the crew. Uh, in uh, in hoisting, uh, and you suddenly remember I don't have a block and tackle. That would have been so useful if I had a block and tackle right now to help with the, for this effort. Uh, and you get so sidetracked by that that you don't actually end up supervising these guys at all. So they're just going for it. So so no, I would have given an advantage if you've been successful, but uh, to those guys, yeah. but, um, but unfortunately not this time. So you guys just straight rolls with athletics. What did you get? I rolled a nineteen. 19? I got a 21. Oh my god, so that's a nice oh. 40 combined. Uh, so yeah, within uh, over the next minute or so, a couple of minutes, you uh, heave and ho and other words uh, before you pull out the... Uh, <laughs> before you pull out the snake corpse. Brucon pulls out some sure. gardening implements for some reason. And, yeah. Yeah, and then I think there's definitely a, a kind of Top Gun style, although... The size difference could make this quite an interesting. Uh, no, I guess because Brucon's super athletic, uh, super acrobatic. So we'll, we'll have a Top Gun high five, but it start, Brucon does a little cartwheel in order to project himself up to Malar's kind of rough level in order to pull it off. And then there's a kind of whoop, like super, super five as we uh, just haul this bad boy out of the water. And although it feels like the brief, although in reality it's the briefest of moments, it feels like you guys freeze like mid slap for a good minute where credits would roll. Um, <laughs> when you come back down to a. The shortest <laughs> session ever. <laughs> shortest session ever. And that's it. Thank you very much. Goodbye. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you, the, uh, the uh, lurking snake corpse, the giant lurking snake corpse is now out of. Uh, out of the lake and now on the shore. Uh, good job, good job, fellows. Greena, you said you wanted some snake venom. Uh, I do, but can someone come watch Fleeting then? 
Oh, yeah, Ms. Brenner, if you have... Uh, y- yes, yes, I... Hmm, shuffle over. <laughs> <laughs> I yes, love uh, that you're mm, our person yes, with the... Uh, mm. <laughs> I love that you're our one with the sending spell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, play to those types, I like it. Um... Uh, so yeah, oh, Leobrin, once the yes. giant snake is out of the water, I'm assuming you're kind of with the group as well um, at this point, and the share otherwise. Um, uh, yeah, with your um, detect magic, you're getting a similar aura from the giant snake, more concentrated, more more potent from from this than it was from the from the tiddlers. Okay, uh, can I identify what's going on? Um, so you're not getting. Oh no, sorry, you are getting a school of magic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you're not getting a school of magic. No, of course you. For this, you would be getting a school of magic. It's uh, uh, you're getting a a uh, ev- some evocation. Evocation. That's what that's what you think. You're getting yes, because I can't think of anything else that's more appropriate. Evocation so, yeah. is like fireballs and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's it's like, like fireballs, pure and... elemental stuff. So you're getting that, and then it kind of changes. <laughs> it's more appropriate. Um, <laughs> changes into something uh, slightly better. Um, I mean, if you uh, want to tell you're me, you're not like getting a specific school. Uh, I don't think it. It's. I don't think it works for a specific school that I can think of right now. So you're just a general uh, magic aura. Okay. If they, I mean, if they were created, conjuration. Uh, no. If they were transmuted from one form to another form, transmutation. Uh, no, no. Were these what, snakes the dead? The magical aura you're life. getting, I should say, that, uh, rather than a magic school, because there isn't really one, but the yeah. uh, magic aura you're getting is concentrated around uh, around the face, around the around the maw, around the teeth. It's the venom. Oh. It's the venom. Okay, so Brina, when uh, Mana arrives, um, uh, she'll just kind of point to Fenian. He's not awake yet, so take care of him. And I'll just um, start uh, walking towards the others and the snake. Um, Brina, the uh, you're wanting the venom, right? It appears to be possibly well. It's definitely magical. Yeah, I figured as much. I think it's useful. Um, and I'm just gonna uh, run over to the teeth, and and weirdly, she's much more comfortable with that giant snake in her face than she is with the burned remains of people. And um, She's gonna walk straight up, and um, do you need me to roll something for like figuring out how to harvest this thing? Oh, can I sure. Um, sorry, go ahead, James. I was just to say, can I assist you in getting the venom? Yeah, yeah, of course. Seth has some experience in this. Um, Brina, what's uh, are there any um, tools or uh, other kits that you're proficient with? Cause I just thought, because you're like the daughter of an alchemist. I don't know if you've got al- alchemy supply proficiency or anything like that. Uh, let me check. I do have a herbalism kit on me, and I am proficient yeah. in a herbalism kit. Herbalism kit. Okay. Yeah. That cool. That that makes sense. Uh, any? Just that. No, no, nothing else. Not alchemy, no. Okay, and uh, or no other kits. I mean, like, because not just alchemy. Uh, let me see. Let me see. And I guess, Seth, similar question to you, really, because um, Seth's obviously experienced um, and read with uh, a lot of monsters, um, <clears throat> but does he have any kit proficiencies or anything like that? He is still learning. Okay. I have cartographies, navigators, and thieves. 
Can I steal the venom from him? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, um, no, I that's think... his brother. Okay, um, Seth, you can either... Well, oh, actually, no, both of you um, can okay. either make history or survival checks. Your choice. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, sorry. Just want... To add one more, nature. You can... Or nature. Choose one of those three because they can all be applicable to this. As I'm sort of just assisting, am I able to give advantage to Brina? Um, sure. Yeah, let's go with that. So Brina. So advantage. Um, with advantage, you can choose which one you'd like to use. Okay. Uh, I'll go for either history or nature. They're the same. And that is nineteen. Cool. Uh, with the nineteen. Okay. So you. Uh, which which check was that? Sorry. Uh, that was uh, nature. Nature. Cool. Uh, so you've got a fairly fairly good idea of how to. Uh, extricate the venom from this thing uh, um, you recognize uh, obviously you do not want to pierce yourself on those teeth even though this thing is dead um, there is a chance that venom will seep into you uh, if you get stabbed that's how it's transmitted um, so you want to avoid that you know that um, and then it's simply a case of getting the tooth away so that you can then access the venom ducts which sounds so simple to you, um, but to others perhaps not so much. But you're very intelligent, so. It sounds simple to me. I also would probably know that I'm not strong enough to get that tooth out on my own. Yep. Um, however, I would worry to ask someone strong like Mala, because I think this requires finesse. So I would probably ask... Seth or Brucon or both. It's uh, a very smart observation. I think you've yeah. already got um, inspiration, otherwise I'd be offering it to you. <laughs> I do. Okay. Um, well, Seth is nearby. Uh, well, you all are, right? Because you just heaved it out. Um, yeah, they're, they're all there. Rough in the yeah. area. Bart, Bart is busy. Uh, Bru- Brucon's still high-fiving in midair. He's got about another 30 seconds left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll turn to Seth and I kind of... I will explain the theory because I get the theory and I'm you know what you just told me and I'll just kind of point out okay so this is how it works um the venom glands are like right behind the teeth but the, the venom is still very much active even though he's dead so you need to not get you know not prick yourself on the teeth but the teeth need to come out exactly what she said I will not deviate I do follow exactly what she said just and I would like stand from this thing. angle because then you know pulling out will be easier that way and you'll have less resistance and I'll kind of start like you know pulling out <laughs> some math equations and stuff like that and like the physics of it all and kind of my bookishness is coming out here <laughs> and you're you're seeing these this this enthusiasm that you probably probably haven't seen to this degree with uh, Brina before um, on a mm. subject like she's she's been talkative before but it's not not with this much enthusiasm and gusto and you know actual knowledge on these things so Seth uh, is he's just entirely paying attention he is like all super super so with, as Brina has identified uh, how to remove this tooth you can have advantage on your check to uh, to remove it so <clears throat> so uh, so for this I think um, it's going to be a survival check like I said with advantage okay. Survival. Ah, a nice plus zero. Oof. Advantage is going to pay dividends, I hope. Yep, so I've got 
seven normal, and then with advantage, I got seventeen. Nice. There you go. That is the that is the pendulum swinging there. Advantage. The power of knowledge. Advantage is so much better than having a plus one or a plus two, right? Um, it can be. Um, okay, so with a seventeen, yes, you can uh, you can gradually, carefully, with your dagger, uh, cut round the the top of the tooth, right, right into the gum, and eventually, yeah, you just puncture enough holes, and then can eventually just kind of uh, crowbar it out with the dagger with a dagger. That kind of getting a bit of leverage to, to hoik it out. Words, words today. <clears throat> with, a, with a little bit of a crack, a tooth comes free, and uh, you can now, yeah, a little bit of venom drips down. You can see the duct behind uh, into presumably uh, venom gland. Okay, now be very careful, and I'll pull out uh, a few vials. Okay. And so you want to press that against it, like in this direction that way so you it all squirts inside but don't get it on your fingers you will lose that finger i think i don't know what it does i'm it's not gonna be going good. to take out i'm going to take out a second pair of gloves put them on as well <laughs> very good yes. and try and get try and fill the venom up into the vial cool uh so take a vial make a dexterity check please Just a dex check. Just a dex check, yeah. It's alright, the DC's not as high. Uh, 14. Yeah, 14 is enough. Um, so uh, you're a little tentative at first. With your two with two sets of gloves on, you're having to think a bit more because the feeling isn't quite there in, in your fingers as it would be, you know, with bare skin. But you, you, you're okay. Uh, and yeah, you do. You manage to get. Uh, you fill two vials of venom. Two little bars of venom. Can I take an, uh, a word? Sorry, is it gone? Ah, I remember words in a moment. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's, it's been a the long week. Pre- uh, <laughs> no, I was going to ask. Can I take some um, that small bar out of my satin belt and fill one up? But then I realised it's probably all gone, which is why I filled up two two ordinary bars. Yeah. I mean, you could you could decant if you chose to. I suppose it might be a little. I mean, no, no, you know, you know, you know all, if you if you really want to do it, we can we can retroact it so that you fill up two little ones. No, it's all brainers. Okay. It's because as I started to ask it, I started getting tongue tied because I realised it's stupid, and I was like, and I've already started. <laughs> ah, but yeah, I'm going, to, <laughs> I'm going to give them both to Brina. Okay. Thank you. I'll, I'll figure out what these do, and then if they're useful, then maybe you can use them on your weapons. Thank you, you very two much. Two vials of lurking snake venom. And can I keep the tooth? I don't you need wanna, it. If you want to take the tooth, you can take the tooth. Just be careful. I'm just going to wrap it up, and I'm going to stick it with my manticore things of monster body parts that we've acquired. <laughs> On this oh, trip. oh, uh, on Horsey, because Horsey's carrying yeah. quite a lot of manticore remains currently. <laughs> spines. You've got all the remains, and spines. I'm getting all the blood. I have the manticore blood as well. <laughs> if we encounter any more creatures, uh, like a tooth, a claw, I just need to add to the collection. Yep. He's going to be a fine taxidermist when this is all over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the next profession to move into. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, so you salvage what you can 
from from the from that tooth from the snake. Are you doing anything else with the snake, or are you? Is that all you wanted? I'm good. Cool. I think I'm good. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just. Brina's just going to run by um, Marshall. If he's uh, sorry by Leo, <laughs> by Leo, not by Marshall. Cross like dimensions. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, ma- oh, Hello, sorry. Person. You mean Marshall Swerf is one of the, the uh, one of the uh, yes, constabulary yes, Swerf That's what I was Swerf thinking Haven. of. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. No, it wasn't. Um, uh, she's gonna run by Leo and and um, show him the vials. And is mm-hmm. is the magic you were detecting now here, or was it on the tooth? Is it? Yes, it's coming from the vials. Hey. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's um, yes, it's, you've you've got it all in in the vials. Good. Uh, for yeah, for, for good or ill, we now have vials of magical venom that can completely paralyze someone. I mean, sure, it's it's dangerous, but also good potions can be made from venom. It's not just killing things with it. Okay. So it's rather smart, isn't so? <laughs> Nibbles just Hi. Kind of jumps out. Of your Where life have you pack. been? I was handling. Everything was getting more, you know, dangerous. That's true. Brickon, I'm glad Brickon you're safe. His, Brickon pokes his head around and goes, She's right, you know, um, uh, some perfume is made from um, uh, whale organs and so on. And it's amazing the things that alchemists can put together, so I. Uh... Oh, yes, I. I... I know about perfumes made from like um, some anal glands of animals, but uh, uh, I just feel um, concerned carrying something quite so deadly around with us. We do have to be careful, but I mean, our magic is deadly, our weapons are deadly. It's just how we use them, right? I, I suppose so. Hmm. As they were talking, know. just in my little book, I wrote down, oh, okay, whale heart. And then Leo starts being, I was like, oh, anal, pu- no, no, can't say that. <laughs> oh, not, God. Not, not, not recovering those. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Excellent. No, that's crossed out firmly on my list of harvestable parts. <laughs> it's probably for the best. <laughs> okay, so now you guys um, have salvaged remains from the snake, and so you've got some venom. Uh, yeah, what are you what are you what are you what are you doing? What's the plan? I think we're losing the fiery lady. We should probably follow. Oh well, we should uh follow Ms. Nerus and bed down. Uh and uh Leo, um one of the uh Aracocra, um you recognise as as uh Kerr kind of waving at you to try and get your attention and then starts pointing up at the sky as you look up you can see that uh, the beak is flying uh, just hovering up ahead and it seems to be seems to be following uh, a path or a person uh, in, in the same direction um, Brucon, Brucon goes oh wait a moment there was that there was that meteor thing hmm, we should probably the what? the word do you not remember moments ago, slash a week ago, um, <laughs> uh, a, a, a big sort of meteor thing came flying through the air. Uh, oh, a shooting star type thing, yeah. Yes, and it crashed near here, I think. Uh, 
Yeah, it's crashed in, it crashed in the, the mountains not too far away from you, yeah. Uh, well, not too far being, you know, miles, but yeah. Wait, did that happen? Wait, what? Yeah. yeah end of the last end of the la- Literally, the, like, the penultimate thing in the last session um, was, was huh. this. Actually, Hashtag it might even have been literally the last thing. Oh, really? Is that is that official confirmation, Jack, or just... That, that was part of what the fake dice was, yes. It just fitted very well with the whole fleeting look stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. No, I is don't trust one? it. It's going to be from Drake Lazarus. It's going to be some type of moon no, well from... that crashed from the space or something. It was from and it's going to it's DK, going to be called it? Hounds. It's going to be called Hounds Bane Moon Slayer or something. I th- I, I'm fairly certain Jack said that it was it was one of DK's suggestions. I, I oh, did. it was. You did. Mm-hmm. You did. Okay, so. is, is that and is that the direction that Neris has set off in, more or less? What, which which way did, has she yes. gone? Yes. Okay. More or less the direction. Let's that go over is. there and camp. Let's go camp out that way. Yes, that's a good idea. Um, Nothing Brucon, bad happens camping next to meteors. Brucon looks down and goes, "Now these things have started acting up a bit, um, but let's give it a go." Um, actually, no, 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 mind. Brucon will just uh, jog on. Uh, jog on. Haha. Uh, will jog after the nearest because she wasn't she wasn't you know really panning panning the the miles out was she she was she yeah, was yeah. going in a very relaxed way so exactly. so Brucon we're gonna go all right I'll, I'll go and see if uh, I'll go and try and catch up and see if she's found any anywhere and and uh, jogs ahead to try and uh, track down Neris see what she's come come upon if anything okay yeah and you can catch up to her um, within them. Within a, you know, she's within eye, eye line within a minute. Like, you know, if you're just leaving the vicinity where the snake is, um, and you catch up with her, she's uh, has this steely determination. Um, smolder, pardon the pun. Um, just fixed in a direction ahead. She doesn't even acknowledge you're next to her. She cle- clearly is aware of your presence, but she's not even turning to look at you. Okay, Brucon puts his does that you know the kind of the posh, posh people thing where they put their hands in the kind of front pockets, like here. Brucon does that and kind of starts sauntering casually along, like that, um, and and just kind of, uh, you know, he's 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 uh, he's having a he's mooching along without a care in the world seemingly, um, but also scanning around to see if he can spot anywhere that represents a, a reasonably sensible um, place to make camp um, it's probably a good strategy with you being up there with your dark vision oh, and obviously nearest because uh, it's during this time the sun has set behind the mountains which kind of skirt along uh, both the north and west they're, they're heading sort of the, the, the range goes in the northwesterly direction so uh, southwesterly should I say from, from there but to the north and to the west yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now with you up front um, just by uh, with your casually walking alongside with Neris over the next sort of um, 30 minutes or so as you guys continue continue that way keeping an eye on the horizon you can see that um, there's more of a build up of rocks uh, and small hills uh, foothills and so on uh, it seems that you're approaching the edge of the mountain range um, so you, uh, things are going to get a little bit uh, 
trickier underfoot uh, if you go on longer than maybe another couple of hours. Uh, in fact, it might be too difficult for the cart. How far are we from the crash site? The crash site. I mean, you saw the the, the uh, you saw the meteor crash into the mountains, so it's it's fairly far from you. You can see where it where it hit. Um, and some you've got some some smoke coming up from from where it crashed into the mountainside, but it, it's it's going to be hours for you to get anywhere near that, just due to the 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 oh. uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the uh, basically it's it's quite high up the mountains. The uh, I've, I'm losing my words. Do you know what I mean? The altitude. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Shall we crash here for the night? Yeah, the yeah. morning, nice and early. There are um, several crags around uh, Brucon you can see up ahead. Um, you could probably find one of those to uh, to hole up in, literally. Okay. Uh, has, uh, are we all caught up now, or is Brucon and uh, Brucon and Nerys still the vanguard? Um, you're ahead, but the others the others can see you. They're just a little bit behind uh, with the with the cart and stuff. Um, you're not going at any kind of pace to outpace even no. the cart, so yeah, they can keep with you. Um, if you wanted some, if if you wanted to be away from the group with with Nerys, that's no, 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 no. I was just trying, I was just trying to get an idea of the kind of um, the sequence. Another whoa, break the simp. Thank you for following us. <laughs> I, I I don't know what I've done today that suddenly the the noise is back on. <laughs> but, oh well. We bomb uh, resting somewhere. Yeah, I, yeah. So uh, Brucon looks out for the the most um, plausible resting spot and um, uh, starts making you know making his way towards it, possibly accelerating slightly in order to uh, give Nerys something to aim at. Sure. I don't mean that literally, although maybe I do. You, uh, yeah, you can do so, and actually, from just just from your cursory scan of the of the horizon, and recognizing you know the caravan in tow you've got with you, um, that you, you're going to need a fairly shallow crag um, because anything anything too steep uh, or narrow is just not going to be fit for purpose. So you're more like so you it doesn't take you too long actually to to find a good spot. Um, and what is it you wanted to do when you got there? Sorry, uh, Brucon. Rest. Is. Rest. <laughs> rest. You want to set up camp? Yeah, ma- yeah. Make camp. Rest. Get, get Seth uh, and Malar uh, access to all kinds of shiny new tricks and spells and stuff. Yeah. Malar, Malar leveled as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he has. Yeah. He will do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Brucon's not looking to kind of. You know, kick off another. You know, all sorts of extra shenanigans. Rest is the order of the day. <laughs> it's like we're burnt up. We need to need to rest. Um, so you, um, so Brucon, um, can you make a survival check for me um, as you're trying to set up camp? Primarily, you, I think there was talk of getting a fire going. You need to kind of get some kindling or something together. And it's obviously been raining today, so it, it could be uh, not as not as simple and straightforward as it needs to be. Oh dear. Well, that was a six. Okay, so, um, so in this area, I mean, it's fairly sparse of trees. There's, there's the odd, 
uh, tree, but due to the due to the rain today, it's still pretty damp. Uh, it's quite hard to get fire going from those. Um, you do recover some moss, uh, which you think you reckon you can dry out that moss in, in some, but it will be some time to do so. Uh, and Neris seems Hang to on. have no patience for it and just uh, just starts setting a blaze to bits on the ground instead. Ah, oh, so smoky. I, I can't. I actually, does she have create bonfire? I don't think she does. Does she? I think she's got control flames. So, but anyway, she she sets. She basically throws down. Like she's got some. Uh, she brought with her uh, some extra bits of wood because she wanted to do some more carpentry uh, practice, like fletching. Uh, but she just chucks it down and just sets fire to it without a word. And just unrolls her her bedroll and starts getting ready. Rena will set her alarm spell again. Okay. Sounds like a good idea. Oh, you were going to say alarm clock there. I completely forgot. <laughs> no, <laughs> I completely forgot that you had actually did have a spell for that, and it's kind of just going to produce like a wind up. Quentin's in a bad mood. Yeah, that's that's not going to end well. That's not going to end well. No long rest. Uh, any anyone else doing anything uh, to prepare? Describe to us how you you know what you're setting up to uh, for the for the evening, how you want to oh. distribute yourselves and whatnot. Hammock, bedroll, out in bedroll. Uh, Brucon, uh, as a dwarf, uh, and knowing being with your stone cunning, you you can find uh, a couple of good outcroppings of rock to tie up your hammock. Nice. Uh. Will you oh. help me set up fleeting? Oh, uh, well, Malar actually has fleeting in his arms. He's like, oh, uh, of course, Miss Brenner. Uh, yes, uh, and we'll we'll put him down. Blanket close to the fire, but not too close. Keep him, keep his head elevated. Just make sure he's breathing okay. Um, uh, I'll also raid his pack for <laughs> a blanket or something. Such that Malar can sleep tonight. Ah, yes, good. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, put him up next near to the fire, keep him warm. That's a good call. <clears throat> I'll actually, I'll spend an hour just looking over him. Okay. Uh, Once you can he's down, medicine just... check if, uh, with that time if you like. Sure. Twenty-one. So you monitor him throughout the hour. His condition doesn't seem to change, um, but he he doesn't worsen. Um, if anything you think that perhaps his pulse has got a wafer thin stronger than it was before but uh, it could just be your hopeful optimistic nature Um, as for the rest of you um, you set up your sleeping arrangements for the evening and bed down is anyone taking a watch or are you just because you've got the alarm spell up of course but that only covers a 20 foot area so uh, yeah, and also uh, mold earth some windbreaks for the ah. area, and I guess also like just shelters for the view, so we're less visible. That's a really good. Because if people look across the landscape and it's just earth, and then we're in a dip, they're not going to see us. Yeah, that's ah. really good thinking. Uh, and in, also, you're in a crag, have... so that helps. You can do that on the sides that are exposed. Yeah. Sorry. Don't we also but... have an elf. I know we. Got, I know we're. we're festooned with half elves but don't we have uh, at least one actual elf now? yeah Neris is a high elf 
Yeah, so she needs so four hours. Four hours of yep. trancing. Yep, she needs four hours trancing. Okay, so, so if we if if, uh, if we hear the distinctive noise of Neris blowing up half the landscape, the rest of us can rouse <laughs> ourselves and, uh, and jump to. And she it looks like she's going to be up way before the rest of you because literally as soon as like she's got camp together, she um, she's just kind of she sits looking into the fire eats a ration and then goes to bed uh, and then just goes into a trance just without without a word to any of you uh, sorry because she's not here is she able to attune to that um yeah uh, yeah she can do um she, she i guess what we'll do is after she'll we'll say for the purposes of this that after she's done her trancing then she'll spend an hour attuning because the rest of you be asleep anyway so she sure. might as well do it then She'd be pissed if she came back and we just forgot to do it for her. Yeah, that's that's very true. That's very true. Um, so yeah, so that that's her plan anyway. That's what she's going to do. <laughs> oh, good lord! Nerys, Nerys, she knows that we weren't going to do it. She's like, what? <laughs> I want to attune first. <laughs> that's Brina's alarm spell. My alarm spell. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> what is that? What, what? Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah. So if you're, if the rest of you are happy, then you've yeah made yourselves fairly fairly invisible uh, with that um, after the Oberyn spending a good sort of 15 20 minutes preparing molder molding the earth in the area around camp it's a good it's a very good strategy Let's go longer. um so you guys bed down for the night and some of you you're so knackered from the day's events that rest comes easy to you and for others not so much your uh, feelings of uh, anxiety and um, concern, I guess, for your uh, for your fallen friend. But equally, I think for Brina, you there's some doubts in your mind with the group that you're with, as you've said, given the uh, given not only seeing the the brutal nature of what happened to your friend but also um, how brutal some of these people you're now spending the night with are how cold in fact they murdered essentially these uh, these these fellows yes they were they were enemies sure you get that they were they weren't on your side they were fighting you but yeah them being struck down and burnt to a crisp when they had after they had surrendered was a bit yeah that that was a bit troubling for you Brina would definitely believe that those deaths were unnecessary. Um, and up until this point, they had only come across monsters. Mm. Stuff like the Manticores. And, and, and killing those made sense. It was kill or be killed. But these came to negotiate, they came to talk, and killing them disturbed. To be fair, they came to kidnap one of us. That's fair, yeah, yeah, but. But that doesn't make killing okay in her mind. Um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to... Uh, no, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if not for the fact that Fleeting had died, that would have been a very different... Oh. Uh, um, hmm. She would have taken Completely a very unrelated different reasons, course. but yes. <laughs> she would have taken a very different course, that, or a very different reaction to what happened there. She might not have stuck around. But Yeah, um, yeah. there are definitely Fleeting, questions there. Losing Fleeting and Fleeting knowing that Fleeting is one of Keith's for her and that he told her to basically stick to him. Okay, he 
he's not okay, he's barely alive, and she needs to make sure he is okay before even deciding on the rest. So she's leaving it for now, but she's troubled for sure. She'll have her wand out for a while before she goes to sleep and just look at it. And... Keith, why is why is one of your guys, one of your friends, with with these people? I'm not sure. But I don't think all of them are bad, so... I'm sure they... I'm sure you have your reasons. We'll figure it out, right? After, right? Uh, after a moment, you... Uh... See uh, a face appear in the fire, and you recognise it. It's the ethereal outline of Keith's face. And it's, yeah, yeah, you'll figure it out. I mean, nobody's, or at least no people, are truly one hundred percent evil. Or at least, even if they are, they don't think they are. Everyone's, everyone's just got things going on nobody's born evil necessarily but it's just opinion really isn't it this lot are not evil not everything they do is a good thing but uh, I think safety in numbers is probably uh, a good point and equally Steve seems to think that they're uh, that they might be important. We, uh, we know the future is uh, constantly changing, but, well, pitch is not great. Uh, anyway, Steve and some of the others, the gods, that is, seem to think that this lot might be able to shift the paradigms a little bit. Might be able to, you know, alter the course of the future. Uh, in a good or a bad way, um, we're hoping in a good way. Uh, yeah. He never mentioned you're a god. Huh? Well, we, do you think I was a ghost or something? Just appearing in the... Just appearing... I, I mean, I can make magic appear... Or make fire appear in my hands. Maybe that was just a trick you could do. I don't know. Well, maybe I am just a tri trickster. Maybe none of this is real. But... If I'm supposedly, you know, the god of truth, as they say, then uh, I guess you have to take me at my word. No, I believe you. You just never told me. I guess no, it's it's true. Friend. I just, I just, it never came up in conversation. You know, just. We Do you all want got me to like, pray and worship and stuff? What? Sorry. Do you want me to like pray and worship and stuff? No, don't be silly. That's uh, good. Look, some of them really get off on that. I, that's not really my my thing, to be honest. Like, you know, I mean, d d I've approached you. We just leave it at that, you know. That we I mean, don't need I any like fuss. you, but you know. Well, thanks. Um, but yeah, you helped, I guess. Uh, as of um, actually, I think I said it to to the uh, to fleeting actually. Oh, he's fine, by the way. Um. He's been talking to some pygmy goliaths. Um, it's a long story. But um, uh, what I said to him was was that out of all of your lot, the one i am got a big question mark over is his best mate. There's something I can't quite see with him. I don't like how fleeting suddenly 
didn't have lycanthropy anymore. Oh yeah, he was a werewolf for a bit. I don't know if I told you that. But like, anyway, he got cured of it, and I have no idea how that happened. I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't witness that. That, that seems awfully odd. But I know he was with Seth, his mate, when that happened. So, you know, I would keep an eye on him. Um, but Fleeting seems to think that he's, <laughs> you know, he's fine. Um, he's on the level. So, you, I wouldn't be worried. Do you think he used one of my potions, the one I'm looking for? No. I think if that was the case, I would have. we would have known about that. I don't know. I think it's something beyond... beyond the laws of the natural world here, beyond the things that we created. Yes, that's right. There are things outside of the gods' existence. I know, it's weird. Bad things? Uh, usually, or we say they are, but as I said, it's opinion really, isn't it? He's a bit too murderous. I don't like that. Well, at least he's on I your know, side, I he suppose. He does help me. Yeah, I was going to say that. He, he helped me harvest the snake and that, that was dangerous. He didn't need to do that for me. Well, if, if it's any consolation, right, Steve told me that he did a little test for this lot to see if they were ready for what was to come, right? And if it's any consolation, out of all of them, right, uh, uh, who who would you thought would have survived that encounter, right? Who, who do you reckon? Who do you reckon would be most likely to, to make it out of that in one piece? Lucan. Yeah, you're right. Uh, well, no, you're not right. He had a bit of a moment. Uh, not, I think he he was pretty dumb, actually. Uh, uh, so was Seth. Seth, Seth went. So unsurprisingly, the guy in the rough was. I mean, he. I mean, he. I mean, he's. 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 He's got his. His usefulness, sure. But in a. In a straight up fight with a giant, he was not in the, the best of places. Uh, no, it was. Uh, it, it was uh, the old priestly boy there and fleet and fleeting. They were the two, who uh, seemed to be faring the best in that little uh, skirmish. They're the ones I like most, anyway. So that's good. Oh, I thought you. I thought you had a bit of a crush on uh, on the uh, dwarf. Did you not? That was weird. I don't know what that was. I... Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, yeah. He is cool. I'm not saying he's not. But... I'm just saying, bl- blame blame Grisette, Okay, goddess of the wild. Not not my call. Not my call. Oh. That. But uh, she thought it'd be fun. So. I mean, it was fun until he told me he didn't love me back, and that wasn't so fun. But then he gave me booze. That was great. Well, you know, it sounds like you've been on a bit of a roller coaster. Not going to lie, but it's yeah. all part of it's it's all part of being alive. You get to have these a range of emotions and experiences. It's great, isn't it? And it's finite. One day you're going to die, unfortunately. Uh, but what it means is, is because life is short, it means that. You know, you humans have the and humanoid races have this, like, uh, the uh, you have this intensity because you you like uh, look like this this fire I'm in right now. The fires that burn brightest burn for the shortest amount of time, generally. And I we we kind of feel like that with you guys. You know that Matt Mallar's a bit of a slow burner, but then he's a, he's going to be around a long time. You could say the same with yourself. Gnomes live for a long time. The the dwarf is going to live for a while, but then How those two half elves with you, not here very long. Thief, uh, fleeting look, not here that long. 
why do you think I'm he's not my only person I've invested time into you know how long do you live well we're kind of beyond the time thing so we're not really uh it's complicated I don't re- I, I I don't think you could comprehend completely at the moment let's just keep it let's just say it's it's irrelevant for me okay if you say so I'm okay yeah. with that I'll be around for a while don't you worry so Mano I'm fleeting past the test and they're good guys and I need to be careful of Seth that's that, that's about it uh, pretty much I mean uh, I think all of them have got their uh, have got their baggage you know everyone gets gets things over time you're, you're in the world long enough and yeah establish you know you, you build up a bit of a, a trail behind you you cast a longer shadow you know mm-hmm. but, like, right. I resemble that remark <laughs> do, they, do, they hear, do they hear me speak at this point do they hear this conversation in, in the camp uh, please tell us just in front of all of us well, I'm sitting by the fire in a camp. <laughs> well, some of you would be asleep, um, but it's up to you. I mean, I, I think Malo's quite a heavy sleeper, if I remember rightly, so he probably wouldn't be aware unless unless, unless you say otherwise. It's up to you guys, really, if um, you think that you'd be a, awake or a, asleep during this. I'd like to what, wake up. Well, I mean, what I'll say is that at some point during this little um, sort of monologue, off in the near distance, Malo probably passes wind. He's, he's oh, yeah, out yeah. like a light. It'd probably be Mala. just just as uh, just as uh, Keith says. Oh, you know, uh, like like Malar, he's long. You know, he's going to be around for a while, and then just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, at this point, then you, uh, Brina, you uh, realize you've been talking to Keith quite loudly for quite some time, and Seth, you uh, you awaken at this time, just hearing Brina. It sounds like she's talking to somebody like to remain not moving okay make a stealth check Seth I think that's fair it's being rogues uh stealth 22 okay I think that's going to beat Brina's passive so you're fairly concealed but anyway Brina go ahead carry on the conversation (laughs) uh what did we say last so yeah I was summarising that okay so I need to be careful of Seth then uh, unfortunately, um, Seth, you won't be able to hear anything that Keith says um, because it's only Brina who can see him currently and hear. That's fine. I'll just make a note of everything Brina says. Yeah, that seems that, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's fine. Just uh, there's a question mark there. And uh, what about Fire Lady? She's scary. She she is now now. What you gotta understand, right, is that uh, so. Hmm. I don't know if I should be the one to tell you this, really, but basically, she has not had a good life. To summarise, she's had some issues with. Uh, I mean, she fled her home. Uh, she she was forced to leave by her adoptive parents. Doesn't really know much about her actual parents, but her adoptive parents. Uh, she had to leave, being chased by those red mage guys. Oh, I don't know if you know who they are, but anyway bad people um 
and uh, she went she went over to stay with her uncle and her aunt and then her aunt got kidnapped and then she got kidnapped and then she got brainwashed into accidentally killing her aunt uh, which is pretty brutal and uh, then she's gone and uh, uh, obviously had to do the, the funeral and all that stuff and then her uncle got beaten up by those three guys uh, who then came to find you lot and uh, yeah I, she's just and you know what she's pretty I mean she's an elf so it's hard to, so I know it's hard to tell for, for non-elves but she's she's very young and she's got a lot to deal with at such a young age no if 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 those were people that hurt her family I understand bit more why she did that equally we're a little bit concerned about her as well uh i say we uh it's, it's mostly me and uh and uh agrifal agrifal's been uh he's he's been uh, he's been arming and arming and you know all holier than thou oh this is right and this is wrong and you know he, he's very black and white uh and uh yeah i don't just don't worry about him but like she she's uh yeah i think she'll be fine but like uh, she could go the other way uh with uh with with the bad folk possibly i suppose any of you could but i think that it's more likely with her something bad's gonna happen uh and uh and what's his face oh yeah she died as well at one point she died and then they had to bring her back and i don't quite know how they did that because I wasn't anything to do with that, and Declan wasn't anything to do with that, and and Festia wasn't anything to do with that. So I don't really know how that happened, but anyway. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, sorry, I know that's a bit of an information overload. You know what, I probably should have sp- spaced that out over multiple evenings. That probably would have been easier to digest, really. Yeah, Keith, I, I don't really know what you want me to do with that. Uh, do what you like, really. Um, just, you know, k- keep safe and, uh, you know, go find that tree. Remember, the trunk that doesn't belong. That's important. But these yeah. guys are going in the same direction, so you stick with them for now and uh, everything should be cushy. That's basically the plan, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just stick around with them, but be careful of Seth and Fire Lady. Okay. Yeah, just just yeah. Be, be careful of Waterboy and Fire Lady. That seems that seems appropriate. Yeah. Okay. Sharkboy and Lava Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fucking <laughs> yes. Basically, is isn't it? <laughs> Outstanding. That was fantastic. Um, oh, yeah, that's that was too good. Kudos. Again, I, I think you've got inspiration, so yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I think I gave you all inspiration after after the Halloween episode. So that's anyway, good 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 stuff, good hustle, good hustle. You'll 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 get a you'll get an advantage at some point. <laughs> I'll give you an advantage at some point. Okay, uh, with that out the way, um, Keith goes. Anyway, um, yeah, all the best. Uh, bye, and then just disappears. Bye. I'll just look around. Is anyone awake? visibly awake uh anyone else visibly awake we know seth is but he's stealthing so she doesn't know that brucon leo Bryn, you're still asleep yeah oh yeah spark out mate yeah unless unless anyone wakes me up for a, a shift he'll oh. be sleeping Seems everyone's asleep brina 
I'm going to kind of shuffle next to Fleeting and kind of make my bed next to, very close to him. Like Fleeting. I got sleep. So, Seth, you definitely hear that. <laughs> my best friend. She's moving in on my best friend. <laughs> it's on my it's on my list of tra- um, what she said during this night. Okay. All right. So you then settle down eventually, Brina, to, to sleep, to meet everyone else in the ma- land of Nod. Seth, are you staying awake or are you going back to sleep? No, I'm, I'm asleep. Cool. I've just got woken up. Yeah, cool. So, overnight, Leobrin, as you're sleeping, you have an interesting dream. You, uh, as you sleep, you, the world materializes around you and you recognize the trees, the plants, the luminous deer wandering around. Everything's very bright here and you're aware that this is, that you, you're dreaming of being in the Feywild again, back in the, back in the wilds outside the spring court. And you can see, you feel yourself, uh, you know, you have this burning desire. You're going to meet somebody. You're going to meet somebody you care about. Somebody who's important to you, for sure. And uh, in a clearing beyond some trees, you see, you see the lady around there waiting for you, her back to you, you recognize her cascading hair and uh, and a floral dress but when she turns around to face you the face is not hers the face is that of the the old lady with the moleskin moccasins that you uh, that you guys had a bit of a situation with the one that you gave the crystal ball to turns to you ah the first test Yes. I'm afraid, though you found the pearl, you also let my pixies go, and that was not part of the deal. So, (sighs) I will give you a second chance, but it is the only time I will do it, and it will only be because my sister has foreseen that this that you should be given such a chance. Okay, but um, if it's like letting people stay trapped in cages, I'm probably going to fail again. But I need them. We uh, we will get... It doesn't matter. We'll get more of them. We need them, but we'll get more of them. That's mm. fine. Do you not know that pixies are a source of magic? Yes, but also... Well, let's just put a pin in that and... Uh, um, come back to it later maybe what exactly is my uh, second slash replacement task hold still hold up a hand can you make an arcana check please sure alrighty Uh, I'm gonna spend that inspiration yes (laughs) Gonna roll a different die. 
gonna be sad to waste that inspiration. Yeah, uh, uh, 11 rather than the 10 I had previously. <laughs> it's an improvement of one, but it's an improvement nonetheless. Okay, so. Feel an effect coming over you. And suddenly you feel very numb. The emotion you were feeling before, the burning passion you had to go and see Lady Aranth has gone. There's no feeling left there at all. So, what I need you to do, well, to get what you desire most, your powers back, I need you to find my other sister. Oh, okay. Um, is she nearby? She's got a big flag on her back saying sister number three. What? Um, I have given you a innate ability to be able to sense her presence. I mean, if, if she rocks up in our camp in the middle of the night and makes claims like you did, I think we'll be able to spot her, but sure. Um, She's not going to find you. She has other things to do. Oh, good. Uh, but you need to target. find her. That is the test. Okay. Um, I find her and I... I mean, let's let's lay lay the cards out on the table. Am I yes. to not oh, free her from slavery or put her into slavery? Like, it, when you leave the areas around the task vague, I you know, you need to do things you don't you expect. Need to, you need to tell her, tell her to meet us, to meet her sisters, okay. and that you are to be the subject of our meeting. Okay, okay. Uh, the second, the second part of that concerns me somewhat, uh, but on the face of it, seems doable. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, and and then and then myself and my myself and my source of power get our power back. Lovely. We need to commune together. Only the three of us together can bring back your powers. Oh, or give, well, you, give you powers that which you have been missing for some time. Well, that's all right, then. And no, no hard feelings about the pixies, then. Wonderful. Good, good. We'll let it um, go this time, but be aware that we need pixies. Don't interfere with our plans, for it will affect your future. Okay. Just uh, imprisoning other people... Unjustly equals bad. Um, <laughs> Young fool. Anyway, um, uh, you don't need to do the dress up next time. You can just come to me with without the <laughs> fancy smoke and mirrors. I know how wig. to get your attention. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Leo is flushed. <laughs> yeah, and it's oh, and the, you're feeling the earth tremor below you, and the it's almost like uh, the forest is actually scenery, and the walls on this painted scenery are just caving in. Your entire reality is collapsing in this uh, in this dream that you are you are in currently, uh, and when when it all goes to black. 
suddenly, after a moment, fades up and you're now looking down on <coughs> the spring court like it's in a snow globe. It's in a bubble and you're on the outside of that bubble and you're looking looking in and you can see Lady Aranth there just tra- just traversing just uh, along the uh, along one of the, the many dance floors uh, in inside the court and she's unaware of, of your existence and you're you're there you can you can see her from outside but you can't get through this bubble and uh, as you continue scanning you then see everyone that that Aranth goes to speak to and one by one after she speaks to them they then become the same old woman they all turn into the old woman and they're all looking up at you and laughing at you there's, this is uncomfortable <laughs> until there's a whole room full of these crones looking up at you and uh, and cackling uh, and yeah you it's a when you wake up in the morning it's a you have you are covered in a pool of cold sweat it has not been a pleasant dream for you you have you are long rested but a pool a of cold sweat my god all of the cold sweat <laughs> all of it wow <laughs> stuck to your Rukan looks over and goes oh Leoberin you look uh, dehydrated here and holds, holds a bottle of whiskey at him <laughs> um, so that was about... that was your night that was your evening but um, that for Leoberin um, other person there's one other person to pull focus on dream wise tonight um, Mal- Malar and Brucon you sleep relatively peacefully all things considered uh nothing out of the ordinary particularly brucon you're still seeing that image of the uh of the seesaw uh, and the mountain being the kind of pivot point of the seesaw so does the mountain resemble like is is he seeing anything that looks familiar like is, is it the environment he now finds himself in and the environment that he's experiencing during his dream do they line up in any way um, yes. Uh, so the mountain that you see in the dream uh, that the is the pivot point is you recognise is the mountain that you guys are heading towards. It was the mountain that Seth, yes, <laughs> it was the mountain that Seth um, had pointed out on the map. It, uh, it, it's the, it takes the same nice shape. Big, nice big neon sign. Exactly. The one thing that is slightly disconcerting this time is that. So, though you can't see it in the dream, uh, the, the the side of the mountain where the meteor crashed is where the seesaw is currently tipping the scales towards. Seems to be that it's off in that direction. That's a little bit disconcerting, but the rest of it is relatively tranquil, your, your dream for the evening. That's is not the case however for Seth so oh, such a restful night when nothing happens and I'm awake everyone I mean you think after killing all the so many people that you'd just be able to sleep soundly wherever you go but um, just so used to it but unfortunately uh, that's not the case so much uh, so your dreams are haunted by what happened with Fleeting Lutch your best friend by your own admission you start underwater 
you're in the lake with fleeting the uh, the giant snake corpse is there you've just slain it fleeting's there drowning unconscious you're trying to pull him up and he's not moving and more small snakes are starting to appear from underneath his clothes and armor and starting to kind of envelop around him and then you hear above you you hear and you look up and you can see a single dog dead dog floating down in the water and then another dead hound floating and another four or five dead dogs which you recognize are ones you actually slew yourself um (laughs) the basilisk corpse falls in there as well into the into this and suddenly the lake is a lot bigger than you thought it was um you're seeing the bodies of humans that you have slain and other humanoid races that you have killed in, in your in your adventures uh all of their bodies one by one falling into the lake and cascading down into the water and you hear a familiar voice in your head mm, yes Seth. yes my champion this is but the beginning of our adventure yes you have done well and other encouraging words like that as more bodies start cascading into the water and after a few moments you suddenly feel the water is heating up it's boiling uh can you make a Uh, wisdom saving throw, please. Yeah. Oh. Uh, roll 17 on the dice. Let me just find my wisdom, sorry. That's uh, zero, so it's 17. 17. You, you, feel, um, you feel for a moment your grasp on reality is un- unraveling in front of you, but you manage to keep your composure during this time you don't give in to the psychosis of all of these just dead bodies and uh but the heat is intense and it feels like the whole the whole lake is boiling and you turn back to fleeting you know instant instantly thinking i need to save him still and suddenly when you turn back to him it's not fleeting anymore it, now it's a humanoid but in full black plate armor, head to toe. And as you look into the the visor, you can see these red glowing eyes on the other side. Water, um, and it seems like a a blue orb. Each of the, so the eyes are like blue orbs, but suddenly flames are billowing off of them as they stare intensely at you and you just hear a voice in your head saying stop stop and you wake up feeling very hot you notice when you wake up as well it's still night when you wake up it's after that incident with Brina, but you notice you're not the only one who's awake. Neris, you catch her, also awake, with uh, a cold sweat 
and a solitary tear in one eye looks visibly shaken and she kind of catches that you're awake and kind of looks away is anyone else awake it appears to just be the two of you currently uh, I'm gonna get up and uh, go over towards Nerys You go up to her. She's still ignoring you. She's not looking at you. Is this, uh... If she's the only one awake, is she on watch? She's the only one awake, yeah. You gather maybe she was on watch. Uh, I'm gonna sit next to her, but facing the opposite way, so can't, like, see her. You said she was, uh, deleteer? Sorry? You said she was crying? Or she had one tear solitary tear, yeah. Cool. I'll face the opposite way so that I can't see her in case she doesn't want to be seen like that. Sure, sure. So just sit down next to her and go, are you okay? I'm fine. Mind if I stay and watch you for a bit? Whatever. Just going to... Stay on, stay on watch with Neris till morning. Okay. Um, after uh, about an hour or so into the, your watch, you notice, uh, no, half an hour into the watch, you notice that um, Neris has been absentmindedly with one of her arrows being just drawing on the, on the, in the dirt. The symbol that she draws, you recognise, an orb with a flame coming out the top of it. The same that you saw in the eyes of that black knight in your dream. Why are you drawing that circle? What? And she kind of then looks down and sees what she's drawn. Ah! And it just kicks dirt over it. Nothing. Have you seen it before? Uh, Seth, actually, yes, you have. Now that you look at this, it does seem familiar to you. Can you make a religion check, please? Now it's drawn sure, out. It, it seems more I'm... recognizable than before. Sure, I'm great at that. Oh, I'm great at that. Sorry, I rolled an 18. Oh, yeah, you um, are good at that. With plus one for 19. 19. Seth, you kind of have a eureka moment when it's drawn out. You go, that's the symbol of Agrafall. The only one of the eight that you th- had any interest in. Uh, you know, you, you didn't pay much mind to the gods as such, but Agrafall was the one that interested you, god of the struggle. You know, all about war and, and justice. And that, that, that was the one that I seem to remember that you noted on your character sheet. Yep. So, yeah, uh, the only one that's had a, an, a marked interest to Seth going to say to Nerys, why are you drawing symbol of Agrafal? What? Is that what that is? That's symbol for one of, one of uh, Malar's eight. Ugh. Piece of shit. Alright, check to see if Malar's awake. Just a little tear over. Did he wake up at someone dissing the gods? Nope. 
Little fart. Little, little fart. <laughs> I'd hear a light fart in the distance. Have, why are you drawing Agrippor? Have you seen that in a dream? You saw it too, huh? Well, there have been a few odd dreams since we've all met up, but I did see that in a dream this night. Huh. Everything was on fire. She's looking into the middle distance. And then... For me, everything was underwater, and then it started getting hot, like the fire. And then, for me, everything started flooding. But the fire wouldn't go out, it was just... it and the water were just combined and is that is that the is that the symbol of agrifall that that is yeah huh If you have uh, if you have any more dreams with that, we're always here to talk. Sure. Oh, uh... so, counselor, possibly the biggest like shock development of this entire campaign. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry about fleeting. He's okay. We've got Mala. That last solves all the problems. Who's the, uh... <laughs> who's the little one? She, uh, took a uh, potion she, before. I didn't really ask her name. She, she's our, our, our Malar of magic. Huh. If you have any questions about magic, nope. ask her. We did find her in a hole in the ground, but she's been really useful since then. And she knows fire magic. Oh. Kind of for a moment, there's a there's a flicker of or her eyes go orange for a second. You know they they usually red and they go orange usually when she's spell casting. Kind of looks <laughs> in the direction of Brian and then then shuts it off again. Just bats it away, shakes it off. Ha. Huh. Don't worry. I mean your fire magic still very powerful. Not quite as strong as the fire from those dark mantles, but still pretty powerful. Don't talk to me about the flesh brawlies. And she's like, rubs the scar on her neck. Goes across her neck. Just for James, one day I will figure out that Nerys barbecue. <laughs> no, you won't. Never, never. I will. This is my only quest. Well, another one of the gods. Great. I wouldn't mention it to Mala. He gets jumpy, iffy when someone else speaks the gods. 
I'd sooner speak to Mallor about it than anyone else. At least he knows stuff about it. But if you have any questions, if, if you talk to Mallor about it, leave, leave out my drink. Sure, sure thing, water boy. I'm going to grab another hour of sleep before everyone's awake, fire girl. I'm going to leave. Actually, go actually kind of like that. For now. Fine. Yeah. And she, uh, yeah, she get, she just kind of crosses her legs and goes back to watch. Just kind of, rather than walking away from you, like uh, as as would normally be the case at the end of this kind of conversation, she's like, she she gives the impression she's not leaving. You can leave. She's she's done talking to you, but but you're welcome to leave. <laughs> That's a positive end to a narrative encounter. Yeah, I almost felt that. I almost felt at times. Uh, almost went uncharacteristic i was like hang on this is too nice bring it back <laughs> bring it yeah. back what are we doing here <laughs> more hostile yes more hostile yeah. mm. more hostile <laughs> everyone wakes up seven mares are fighting uh yeah so so you, um you can do your watch uh for a bit with uh with neris seth then you do need to get a bit more sleep uh just to, to finish off your long yep. rest you're still feeling a bit tired but anyway Come the come the morrow, everyone awakens and you get yourselves ready for the for the day. Yeah. Kerr and Beak uh, show up um, quite early, so early risers would have seen them. Late risers would have been greeted by Kerr and Beak flying in and dropping uh, dropping uh, four dead rabbits onto uh, into camp. And very proudly standing next to them and pointing. <laughs> Just in case we didn't get the message. Yeah, Leobrin's <laughs> making like 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 pleased gestures. More animal hoping noises. they translate into Aracochran gestures. Excellent. So yeah, that's breakfast served like, up. They 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 hands they done good. together. Rub belly. Thumbs up. <laughs> Pantomime your way but through this. <laughs> let's let's cook and ride. We're probably behind schedule of killing all the manticores and meeting up with the people transport. Do we think we're nearly there? Do we think we're we're um, uh, now on the kind of the the final approach? Do we have an idea of what the kind of distances? Yes. Are? Um, Brucon, in fact, um, you noted before making camp that basically this this point that you've holed up in this this kind of crag is kind of the last point before the incline begins and the path becomes well, it's not really a path anymore. You're going to have to traverse some very rocky, uneven terrain, and the cart is not going to get across it. That it's plain to see you can't take the cart here. In that case, Brucon is going to switch from his uh, regular threads to his super tasty threads. <laughs> um, nice. If we can't take the, if we can't take the carts, what are we doing with fleeting? We have to build a stretcher for him and carry him between two people. Oh, uh, carry him up. Flop him over the back of the. We still have the capybara. Just flop him over the back of that. Can't, can't I believe Brucon named him 
Brendo? Can't we use that disc that Neris found? Neris is like, sure. And then whips yes. up the slate. And then I, I'm did not really sure. I think did that anyone... bitch did it like this. I summon Cadence's graphite slate. It appears next to Fleeting Look. And Fleeting Look fails his strength save, ironically. Well, not ironically, obviously, because he's now <laughs> a improvised weapon. Uh, and then gets <laughs> slapped onto it uh, and attached to this uh, floating disc. They'll never be more than 20 feet away from me. Great. <laughs> um, did we say that I would be flying with Curl Beak? I think that's when we make to go up to the, the actual tip like... of the mountain. I think we're still walking for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've got the path. We've still got the path. Oh yes, the path. The path. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Um, speaking of Kurumbeek, yeah. Speaking of Kurumbeek, um, Brina is going to kind of tentatively walk towards them, and she's going to kind of gesture on herself, like on her on her body, like, "Are, are you are your feathers okay?" Because I was patting them the fire out from on them last time. And they kind of, they 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 hang on. They ah oh, natural twenty, good. They, uh, yeah, they understand what you're saying. Rather than, I was, yeah, they, at first, for a moment, Beak kind of goes up to your shoulder that you're tapping and just starts looking at it before Kerr kind of seems to get what's going on. like, you, you. And starts kind of preening, preening himself a little bit, pulling some feathers out from around his, uh, his robes. Uh, and they just nod. And Beak just pats you on the head with his wing. He cringes for a second and then straightens up and. And nuts. as you kind of, uh, as you leave, um, walk away from them back towards the others. Um, Leoprin, the uh, Kerr uh, and Beak just kind of wave at you. Well, Beak waves at you. Well, you see Kerr pull out a net and is just approaching Brina very carefully <laughs> from behind. No. Puts, uh, puts it away. <laughs> <laughs> puts it away. <laughs> Just about to make peace, that would start war all over again. So, you guys are relaying beginning... a conversation between the two of them. They should know better than this. <laughs> they should know better. <sighs> but um, anyway, it's today it seems the weather has improved from yesterday. Um, so, it's not as grey as it was, it's a bit clearer. There's a bit of a breeze, but it's it's nothing too harsh, uh, given the time of year. But you are seeing some of the leaves cascading from the few trees that are in this area, um, and you start your incline up uh, up the uh, up the mountainside. Into, well, the, the first of the minor mountains. You recognise that the uh, the main one that you're aiming for. You've got to get you've got to traverse a few of them first. Um, there. It's now kind of up to you guys, really, which route you'd like to take. It's more direct to uh, climb to scale uh, one of the smaller mountains to then get up to uh, the, get to the mountain you're going on. However, that's going to be a harder climb. 
you can go through the valleys of the uh, of some of these smaller mountains which is it's going to be a much more it's going to be a longer route but it's going to be a lot easier for you it's not going to wear you out as much those are the two obvious ones that uh, you can tell from your uh, map reading Seth we need to get there by today don't we time wise I think the sooner the better is the idea, isn't time is, it? Time is a factor here, yeah. Should we try climbing the mountains? I mean, we've got Deacon Kerr. If we're climbing, they've got them to support if something happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. We've got the climbing gear. Yeah, fine. Yeah. And we've got various grappling hooks and st Yeah, we're... we're, we're um... I don't think I should be the one making this call though. I do have a ring that stops me from falling and dying. So I feel like me saying, it's safe, doesn't really count. Brucon's head turns and uh, affixes Leobrin with, an in, uh, with a, a steady gaze and goes, so what do you think? Oh, yeah, the ground to... could be a oh, dead... Hang on a minute. Actually, no, it doesn't, because Leo... Oh, I mean, Brookon probably doesn't know about this, but it's just I've just realised... Is, is Leo attuned to the uh, the ring of um, specking HP? Uh, yes. Okay. And Leo has killed a creature in the last 24 hours. But we're still worried the ground could be as deadly to you as ceilings yes. are. Yes, um, it's, it's for, like for... an upside-down ceiling. For reference, uh, Leobrin, uh, the creature that you killed, you'll ha basically the 24-hour time limit will expire about 1 p.m. on this day, because it was only 24 oh. hours, wasn't it, from when you killed it? Because it was a brown lunchtime when you killed it. Thought did I killed someone during that last fight before the I'm evening. Pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure Leo got at least one kill out. Oh, of, did uh, you? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, in which case, scrap that. You've got ages. Eldritch. <laughs> Blastery. Yes, you're right. You did Eldritch Blast somebody. Zapping, yes. Zapping some snakes and stuff. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're correct. I forgot about that one. I so thought I, I blasted yeah, one of the you're, the you're good bad folks. I think you did. Yeah. I think you got the final yeah. blow on one of the guys. So yeah, yeah you're uh, right. Because I wrote to you that I softened it up for you. Yes, Paladin. <laughs> paladin. Dead you Paladin. Until roughly dusk, uh, with your buffed HP ness. Uh, yes, but no, Leobrin is is saying to. We need to. Uh, we have to take the fastest route. We have to save the Aracocra. Let's and go. All small people. Yeah. All right. So. Um, also, also. Uh, side note, everybody. I may have had a, a a dream visitation last night, uh, and I I have another um, old lady quest. So. Uh, I think we're fine to go this way. She said I would know I would know where to go. Do I have any what? other directions tingling in the open senses? Uh, actually, yes, that's a good point. Um, when you... Uh, so I, sh I should have said when you woke up. Um, hmm. Can you... Uh, can you make an arcana check, please? Oi. Ten. Just going to roll fives today. Ten That's what is, I'm gonna is, do. is a nice average starting check for, for this, because this will be a daily check. Okay. Um, you can, yeah. So uh, on this day, uh, you 
with a 10, recognize that this this person is over 100 miles from you. Cool. They are a long way away. Cool. You sent the, in uh, a northerly direction. And we're going in a also northerly, northerly direction. direction. But not 100 miles as far as you're aware. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, and while I appear to somehow have some kind of magical compass pointing towards this uh, third uh, elderly woman um, it is in the same direction just a lot further so uh, over the over the hills we go and perhaps far away <laughs> ultimately certainly finding where the Teletubbies go to play um, <laughs> When Leo speaks of uh, dreams in the night, um, it kind of brings me back to the conversation I had at night. I'll just turn to Mama really quick. Mama, I spoke to Keith again yesterday, and he seems very impressed with you. Oh, what? You have, uh, I mean, uh, you have consulted the gods. Uh, gods. I, uh, oh, goodness. I, uh, uh, I, Oh, it's okay. He told me of some trial that you all did, and he said that you and Fleeting did the best at it. Oh, well, goodness. Yes, that was a. Yes, the. I. Uh, Malar is blustered the concept. <laughs> Engagement with the gods. He's very. Um, Blumuxed by it, but he's very happy nonetheless, but he can't quite get his words out. And as he is flustered, I start climbing him to get on his shoulder, like I was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll let it happen. And when I'm there, I'm kind of going to whisper to him. Um, he told me something strange is going on with Seth. I think you should know. He said that he was cured of like a... Like, I can't say that word. Like, like a trophy. Um, in a strange way without potions or anything and he is concerned I thought you should know no 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 miss I uh, I was bleeding bleeding had like oh yes but he says that Seth had something to do with that oh you say uh, anything else about Mr. Sikosa he said that it's unclear to him and to to Steve as well what's going on, and that shouldn't happen. They should know. Just don't oh. need to know, because I know you like Steve. That's your friend, right? Oh, yes. Uh, I am a devout disciple of Vesta. For this is something to be paid attention. That will be my charge. I... Uh, <clears throat> Thank you for bringing this to my attention, Miss. We should help him, I think, if he's in trouble. Oh, indeed. Uh, sometimes uh, Seth does nothing but run headlong to trouble. Um, our assistance may need to be uh, aggressively applied. Miss mm-hmm. Brina, thank you for bringing this to my attention. Sure. And then I'll hop uh, off and run straight to Brucon. I'm not even going to let him finish, whatever, because I have another message. 
Okay. And she's uh, just thinking, I need to go do that thing. Can I, while she does that, I would like Malar just to fall back and just have keep Seth in front of him for a bit. Okay. Hi, Brickon. Hello. You know how I said I love you before? Yes, I remember. Turns out that some one of the gods was fooling around and made me, but I don't feel that way anymore. Oh, okay, well, that's good. High five. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> awesome sauce. Cool, but you're still cool. Oh, uh, very nice of you. Platonic okay. relations. Woo! <laughs> and now she looks very pleased with herself that she is, you know, cleared all the. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she kind of looks at Seth. Should she talk to him? And then she goes like, "Nope, not right now," and gets ready to. <laughs> we've we've all made that calculation, and we've all <laughs> arrived at the exact same conclusion. Mm. Uh, well, so this conversation um, has been happening as you've be- begun your ascent. Yeah. Um, this it goes over the course of several hours. Uh, through, uh, can you all make a? Constitution checks, please. Oh, as it is a athletics. No constitution uh, because because of, because it's a stamina thing. I'm afraid it is constitution. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, buddy. No, 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 <laughs> no, that's not your strong point. Oh. And so, um, one thing, just because of the marching order, because that's yeah. floating twenty feet behind Neris. That's right. Yes. I want to be at the back of the pack. And Mallow's now set to ease behind me. So we're probably like at the very back of our pack. Yep. So Neris would be near I the front, like, I guess. I feel like it makes immense sense for Brucon to be at the head of the convoy. He's, yes. a, he's a dwarf, he's all about stone cunning. He's the ta- he's arguably the tank. Oh, we rested, so he's got some hit points and key points and things. And um, the constitution roll for Brucon, by the way, was sixteen. So anyone who got below ten uh, suffers a point of exhaustion. I got, I got ten on the nose. Ten's fine. Ten's fine. It's only below ten. Brina yep. is exhausted. <laughs> okay. I mean, if anyone was going to be exhausted, yeah, go on, go on, Marshall. Tell us. I'm fine. I'm on a twelve. Yeah, see, hey. that's, hey. after, that's after negative modifier. <laughs> it's so it's a I bit of a grueling ascent for you guys, but you after those few hours, Brina's looking the worst for wear. She's got the shortest legs as well, so it's twice as hard for her. Yeah. Extremely logic. I, d- I just realised I rolled my health. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, she's looking a little, little bit worse for wear. Um, <laughs> um, can I, um, yeah? Can I pick Brina up if I see this? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course you can. Just on on a shoulder. What's on horsey other than manticore spikes and all of them? Uh, barrel of water. Barrel of water. Barrel yes. Water. Why are we taking them again? Uh, I was going to ask that actually. Are you taking the horses up the mountain, or are you leaving them at the base? Because, yeah, horses might be. Because I, I can't remember remember why we've got water. To drink. Oh yeah. No, it was it was a Malar plan. Well, he could use no, his create water or um it to then replenish it with fresh water. But yeah, because we need someone to, to put if Malar yeah Where creates water, we still need someone to put it. Otherwise, Malad creates water, and then we all go. That's a nice puddle. 
No, I, I had a character. Well, it, it, it'll be in Tales of the Sword Coast when we get when we get to that. Uh, probably yeah. next at some point next year, probably. Um, novice does the same thing. Novice, who is ha, has a large carrying capacity as a, as a furbolg, like a Loxton, was trying to. Well, I wanted him to then have a barrel of water and just carry it on his back, but that's it. it just was too big. It wouldn't make any sense. Aww. It's now. On you say water. Everyone's like, no, that's not realistic. You say beer. Everyone's like, you know what? That's a great plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a great idea! Um, so, as you uh, as you're getting towards uh, midday, um, as you've made your ascent with the horses, the horses, um, Laos uh, Neris's horse looks unfazed, horsey, lagging a little bit. It's got a lot of weight to carry with the water and the manticore stuff. Still, still going strong, but like, yeah, noticeably behind. Uh, the capybara is not carrying anything. Um, it seems fine. Um, but uh, what takes your attention uh, is, uh, even with your passive perceptions, in a clear day like this, you do see from the uh, from the mountain that you're heading, the, 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 as in the core mountain, the, where the eerie is meant to be. You see, uh, you see a, a group of bird-like creatures appearing out from the mountain. They're far away at this moment, so it's unlikely they'll have seen you, but you've seen another group come out from the mountain. Um, The area that you're in at the moment, climbing up the mountain, is fairly exposed, but there are rocky outcroppings. There are gorse bushes and stuff. If you wanted to attempt to hide, that's a valid option. Um, But what do you want to do? Are we hiding? We, We should hide. Yeah. Uh, DM, just a really quick interjection here. Yeah. Because we long rested, I need to roll my important rolls. Oh, yes, do it, please. Yes. In fact, you might just want to swap out one of your. your I swear to cons- God, one of them is a natural 20. <laughs> Are you going to sw- yeah. swap your con check for something to make you nervous? Um, I have a 14 and a 20. I'll use my 14 for that, and I'm saving the 20 for. Cool. So you're not I exhausted got a anymore. Natural twenty. That's no. good because now you don't have disadvantage on your stealth roll. So. Yay! Are we in stony terrain? Yeah. <gasps> yes. Yes, Brina. Yes, you are. Yeah. I get so advantage. advantage. Yeah. time. So uh, what? So if you guys, what are you hiding, or are you gonna make a stand? What, what's the plan? Let's, let's hide. We don't need more conflict before we get in there. Yeah. This is either oh, an Aracocra raider party say, who can go did, do a thing. Hurt or... me to say we shouldn't fight someone. <laughs> did, did we um, just met a moment here? Did we not send Aracocra ahead with a plan to like tell everyone what we that we're coming? Yep. Wasn't that a thing we did? Yeah. So they should know who we are, right? But do we know if these are Aracocra or Manticores? No, we don't. Um, well, Brucon's mm. hiding, and he rolled a twenty-one. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. What if we hide and we send Concur to find out? I thought we did, didn't we? Send them. I oh, no, it wasn't. Them. Was, it was the other ones. Uh, you it? sent the Sky Dancers, uh, who was, you yeah, yeah, uh, who surrendered to you. More competent, more yeah. cowardly. Hmm. Let's yes. send Concur to talk to these ones. I, I kid you not, with advantage, but nice natural twenty. Brina Again. just molds. It's almost like she's like melded into stone, but it's. It, but it, I mean, for a I moment. am great. <laughs> uh, stealth, I've got twenty-seven. Cool. 
Eleven? <laughs> Eleven. Okay. Malar? Nine. Okay. Uh, Kerr rolled a natural 20. Beak rolled a natural 1. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Who are these two? Who are and, they? And uh, the odd couple. The original odd couple. And Neris, uh, Neris rolled a 10 on the dice, which I believe for her is a 12. Uh, so you guys... Yes. Most of you go to ground, try to get into cover. Um, Malar, you're a bit slow on the uptake to try and hide because you're also panicking for a moment. Like, what do we do with the horses? The horses aren't going to be able to hide. What, what do we do? You kind of rush over to them, uh, try and find a, a good place, and you start leading them over to one of the crags to try and conceal them. Uh, Beak is not paying attention to anything that is going on. With every, he just looks around and everyone's gone, and he's just there on his own, like in the open and sees more of these uh, all these beings approaching. From your hiding places, you guys can see and hear there are some manticores here. There are also some aracocra. There's a, it's, a, it's a cluster. There's a group. Um, and you just hear Beak going, <coughs> and just st- starts flying up into <laughs> the air. Uh, shoot him. The... What, sorry? I'm telling someone to shoot him. Stop him! <laughs> Rina's just glaring shooter. at him. <laughs> uh, Beak just starts flying away, uh, flying up, and then he obviously sees these this squadron coming towards him, and he starts flying off, uh, panicked, just back towards uh, where you guys came from, back towards the, the town that way. Uh, but within within a short space of time, they've caught up to him, and you just see uh, you see a couple clamp onto. Uh, clamp onto his a couple of talons clamp onto his shoulders and then they grab him you're not entirely sure what happens feathers fly but after a few moments you then see uh the an unconscious form being held and flown back towards the the mountain we have to help him i mean that's we're, that's we're where we're gonna, going we're gonna help them all would you be quiet? You're going to give us away. Who's that? Oh, for, forgot they that? were with us. Farina, um, next to you... Uh, no, 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 it's not... Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, next to you, uh, you, you heard this voice, and you turn, and you see... Well, you hear a poof, and then you turn, look next to you, and there is a tiny field mouse just uh, just, just in the, on the rock, just looking at you. I grab him and hold him in my hand. What are you? Squeaking away. And then suddenly the mouth drops on the uh, the mouse uh, and it then scuttles out of your hand and heads towards the Oberyn, who's the closest out of of the group there. Uh, Sniffs around your feet, looks at you, and then eventually finds Brucon and recognises something about Brucon before you see a gnome in uh, in sort of uh, very fashionable but uh, very but it's kind of like it's the wilderness meets the latest fashion trends kind of uh, cloak um, and uh, you recognise uh, yes you recognise from bits and pieces Bantom Quigley 
Yes, thank you, Bantam, yes. Okay, so it was them, just they weren't with us originally. Yes, yeah. uh, so Bantam was the one who had been kidnapped, and it was his sister who helped you back in the town, but I don't mm. think she left with you. Um, no. no. So, yeah, he goes, so what are you doing out here? Uh, I'll recognize your garb anywhere. Yes, it's, uh, it's very fine work. I'm, I'm extremely grateful uh, to your fine establishment for furnishing it with me, uh, furnishing me with it. Um, uh, what are we doing out here? Well, um, uh, hiding. Um, we are uh, looking after our comatose friend uh, over there. Um, and, uh, oh yes, we're coming to rescue you. So, oh, where? Something might have got a bit confused here. Well, uh, aren't you aren't you a captive of a, uh, a slavering horde of manticores? Oh, well, I, I was, yes. But uh, the, there are things that I can do that they did not know that I was capable of. Splendid. Uh, would you care to enumerate them? Well, I can transform myself into a, any kind of creature, uh, beast, or otherwise uh, that I choose to uh, on certain times in the day. Excellent. You also seem to have a, a great skill in incapacitating people, um, I must say. <laughs> Cripple, like Tasha's hideous laughter has <laughs> just yeah, engulfed exactly, the group. Exactly. You're clearly an advanced arcane student. <laughs> Oh, no, I, my powers uh, come from the natural uh, uh, order. You guys are really damaging my calm here. <laughs> I'm trying to give a performance. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to. I'm, I'm minimizing Skype. Um, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, shut up, James. <laughs> um, so, so There's a bit too much good there. moaning there for you, a bit too much hello, hello. Are you ribbing the bonk? Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so, we've lost, we've lost James. <laughs> James we've is gone, gone completely. Definitely, <laughs> definitely lost James. <sighs> so, oh, so well, I was kept oh. a prisoner there, but if you are going there, there is much that I should tell you beforehand. Yes, that would be splendid. Um, just one moment, though, because I believe things are about to get um, real. So... Uh, Stay safe. Just don't, um, no, no. Uh, I I think they are leaving. They they found what they are looking for. Oh. And you see right. that the uh, that they are the the squad seem to start heading back towards the uh, back towards the mountain for now. Our potion. Yes, they remember they sent out patrols to reclaim any uh, escaped Aracocra. That was their plan. That was what Beak and Kerr were telling us about. Yes. What you they mean? Have... You are friends with these uh, bird people? Well, it's a sort of uh, defeat means friendship kind of thing. Um, we we uh, we slapped them pretty good, and uh, and now we've uh, enlisted their help in uh, freeing their kindred, who are, as far as we can tell, um, um, operating under the threat of coercion by these. Uh, Oh, they are enslaved peoples. Yes. It is worse than I suspected. Well, in fact, if you want to get into the mountain, I have just come from there. So perhaps I can give you the information that I have uh, established. Uh, but uh, 
I need you all to listen very carefully. I will say this only once. Okay, I'm going to roll an insight check. Oh, look, I rolled a natural 20. Ah, I see that you are, your accent is a cunning sales ploy. Um, I think maybe we could dispense with it. Uh, <laughs> in, in the interest of the party not being completely destroyed with laughter. Well, <laughs> when he those. says, listen, well, well, I'll tell you what, um, when he says, listen carefully, I'll say this only once. We'll leave it there for today um, as he will divulge Thank to you. you more about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mountain, the eerie. Um, <laughs> I'd said this was going to be a shorter session and it turns out it went on longer than I anticipated but such is life, such is D&D good, 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 good times nice, yeah. nice, compared to last time the last two times with all the dice rolling this has been a nice relaxed more exploratory role playing session but it's a, ni- it's a nice balance we've got a bit of everything in this campaign you know Ever uh, slow, right? <laughs> You say that, but I am far more exhausted from just this last five-minute end of trying not to laugh and failing, failing than I was from all of last session. Excellent. We have succeeded. I've succeeded. I'll take that. All right. Um, well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. We'll be back same time next week with the next episode. I did say um, last week that we'd have uh, the next Caged episode on Friday that won't be the case because we've had to reschedule uh, scheduling things because lots of big changes in the UK have resulted in some some scheduling stuff but uh, we will I will keep you notified on when the next episode of the cage comes out um, but if you haven't already subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss out when it does go up there anyway thank guys thank you so much for joining me this week uh, see you all next week hopefully with uh, with one at least of our two missing party members um, to, to join in, join in the antics, and uh, yeah. hopefully with some less hammy accents. We'll see. <laughs> oh. I, I, Jack, you don't need to change your DMing style completely. That is the <laughs> opposite mean, of what I am. Fair, fair play. It's what was, it's what I got to give the public what they want. You know. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, so, thank you so much, guys. Until next time. Seriously, stay safe. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Slice and Dice podcast. You can join in the action with us live on Twitch, Mondays from 6pm UK time. It's twitch.tv slash sliceanddd6. And don't forget to follow us on socials at sliceanddd6. Until next time, stay safe.